Okay, so we're going to start our review of yesterday's Daftat stuff. Nun test number 59, and then get to today's Daftat Have a mind that our learning should be as close for the internet of Yisrael. They should be safe. We should all... Uh, uh, and uh, also have a mind... Uh, it also happens to be today the yard site of the Rambam, interestingly oh, enough. Wow. Yeah. So here's the Shem Shav and Aliyah. And also have in mind, I know Beit Rambam is doing a big thing. And, and, uh, Are they doing something? Yeah, they're doing a learning something, whatever. And, we're going to celebrate by learning one of the Rambams? Yeah, the exactly, right. Anyway, we'll see. All right. Anyway, um, and uh, also have in mind, Rufus Lema 4, Hadas Basronia, Brachabash Hashana, Miriam Bas, Etel Zisel, Tvito Ben Chasha, Amy Bas Tvoro, uh, and Shoshana uh, Gold Bracha Bas Yalrina and all also need a And with that, let's get let's get right to the review of yesterday's daf. So we're starting off. Um, really, it's at the top top of the page, but really, it's a continuation of this uh, of of what's the chiv when it eats something that's like early stages. So what does it pay? So uh, we saw Rabbi Shua says that it pays as if it's fully ripened grapes. Because, and here's, I guess, the idea. The idea is, is that nobody, uh, nobody picks the grapes that early. That's not, it's not done. Um, and uh, the grapes are already in the process, and they're going to be uh, growing. And uh, so you've got to do it at the full market value of a finished product. Because that's, what you, that's the loss, really, that you created over there. And the Chum say, no, you, that, that, that's not how it works. You look at the land, what was it worth, what is it worth now, and that's the difference that you're going to pay, and not, uh, and not really the future. And Rav Shemin, you does the name Rav Shemin, it depends really what it is. If it's finished product, no, if it's a Lulvig Fanim, which is a very early stage, then then it would be uh, what it was worth, what's it worth now. But once it's Pagim or Bosar, <laughs> then it's another Mumdusli Bosar, then it's already at the latest stage. So, the the reason why we brought this down is that the the because it says that the Chum say that you look at what it was worth and what it is worth. Notice it didn't mention anything about Shishim. So that's uh, like an indicator that we don't always talk about Shishim. In other words, even though we mean Shishim, we didn't mention Shishim. So, um, so too by by Aniske uh, Gufo, which was the discussion of the Reish Galuso, the the case of the Reish Galuso, where. The guy actually himself caught something. Maybe it should still be Mishishim. Um, we we do the same valuation. Okay. Anyway, Bai said an interesting observation. He says Rabbi Yisrael and Shmuel both say the same thing. Rabbi Yisrael was the opinion that we that we quoted in the end of Daf Nun Ches, which is that you look at um, the other stuff that was not eaten. And see what value that was, and that's what the much you're going to pay for this stuff. So, in other words, we're looking at the like product, and what is it? What did it turn out to become? And then that's what you know, that's where we're going to make the payment. Um, the future. Yes, right, exactly. Um, but it's like more of an accurate picture of its future because who knows what the future will be? But here we have like, look what it would have been because you see what the other stuff that he didn't eat look came out to be. Um, now, Rabbi Shmuel says a similar idea based on the Pasuk of Meitav. It talks about paying Meitav Sadeo, Meitav Karmi Shalmi. And he says it's the Meitav of the Nizak and the Karim of the Nizak. And uh, Rabbi Kiva says, no, it means Idis. That's all it's talking about. 
And that's true for Egdish as well, Kavachov. Now, don't say that what Rev Yishmo means, like Rev Yidibar Oven is saying, that when you're not sure what it ate, if it ate the good stuff or the bad stuff, and there's both good and bad in the property, that uh, we make him pay the good, because that would fall into the category of a Motsumichaber, of a right. You go back, you can't prove that he owes more, so why should he have paid more? Um, rather, what it means that you're paying Meitav means that you're looking into what its potential future was by looking at the product that's right next to it that was not eaten, and that turned out to be worth X amount of money, that's how much he ate. And that's what the loss is. Um, so you see, uh, that's the same principle there in agreement. Next we saw, is that Reb Shimon, Yudas, the name Reb Shimon, that that's only by Lulvik Vanamichuritainim. Sounds like Smodar, which is a drop later stage of that, that looks like then we look at it that as anavim omdus yibatzer. The problem is is that it, when it talked about when is it anavim omdus yibatzer fully ripened grapes, grapes that's only by pagim and boser. He said that he didn't say it by smadar. Sounds like smadar not. So which is smadar? It's like being left out and we don't know which way to push it. So Ravina says you got to put it to the latter. When is it true that you just look at what was and what is? That's if it's by Lulvig Khan Mikhuritanum, but Akhla, Smother, Pagin, or Boser, any of those stages, then you look at it as if it's Anavim Omdusli Boser. Then, if that's true, then Rabshim Ben Yuda, in the name of Rabshim, is, is the same as Rabbi Yeshua, because that's exactly what Rabbi Yeshua says. So, what's the difference? The answer is this discussion that uh, that Yudah is bothered by, whether you take into account, you cut, you cut off the, the damage the weakness of the kefir, of the vine. Um, that a fully ripened grape would have weakened the vine. That loss did not occur here, so therefore we, we sort of uh, cut it into the damage. Because the bottom line is, it, didn't, it was taken before it fully ripened. And which one goes which way, we have no idea. That's, the, that's what... Um, that's what we said. So the Gemara says, Abayi says, no, we know who says what. Um, what is the who says what? Because um, um, because the one who is choshesh for chash kufna is Reb Shem ben Yehuda, because Reb Shem ben Yehuda said in another halacha, in the name of Reb Shem ben Manasya, that an ones, somebody who rapes a woman, doesn't pay for pain, because we look at the future and She's anyway going to have to have suffer some pain because every virgin, when having relations, has pain. So it's like it's going to happen at one point in time. So pain that is anyway inevitable, we don't we don't make her we don't make the the man pay for it. And they told him, no, you can't compare nivelus bratzon to nivelus bonus when it's willful. It's a lot less painful, and that's not a fair comparison. Okay. Brought us to the next discussion. Abai says that uh, these Tanayim and Rav Shem are on the same side. So we mentioned already Rav Shem who says that we take into future account any um, any savings that, that that we take into the va- the damage valuation, the savings subtract the savings that the owner is having here, and there's these other Tanayim. Who are these other Tanayim? So the Bryce brings it down. Rav Yossi um, says. That uh, when uh, when a man causes a woman to have a miscarriage, so although he pays for the loss of the child, he also comes off of that the cost of the childbirth of the midwife fee, 
And uh, the other, Ben says that you take off the food fee, the ice cream, all that type of things, especially the food that you buy for a pregnant woman. He's saving those monies, so therefore that comes off the damage. Okay? Um, so if you take off the midwife, of course you're going to take off the food. But if you take off the food, you could argue that not to take off the price of the midwife. Why? Because the guy can argue, he's like, what, midwife? My wife needs a midwife? What do you think? She's a first-timer? She's an experienced mom. She can give birth herself, just like the animals. Um, they don't need no midwives. So what are you talking about? Anyway, like I said, it's a very nice connection to the upcoming so person. So what's more money? The food and the chaya or the baby? It's very interesting. Um, uh, in those days, uh, a midwife wasn't <laughs> paid the kind of money that uh, that uh, the, I know what the doctors take for the, for uh, for delivering a baby, or even a midwife. It's very expensive, um, but uh, whatever. Anyway, doula today four thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. This is very yeah. affordable, and that's very affordable. Right? Exactly. The doula, yeah. doula is the and coach. How about the know? food that she eats no, all the time? It's more. That's doula is comparable to what yeah. they have. The yeah, but I'm saying, what is a doula doing? It's a coach. They don't she, really. No, she also says, turn this, breathe this, breathe in and breathe out. This is what don't forget to breathe. What about the hospital bill? Yeah, that's oh, what there's the, nothing. No, so you say whatever. That that I guess the bottom. If you want to put it into modern terms, it's and like what I'm going to pay those bills. I'm going to walk into the uh, hospital when the time comes, it and I'll say I don't have any money. I don't have any ID. I just need the baby, whatever, and that's it. You know, and people do that all the Mexico, time. Just came from Mexico. I didn't learn Mexican. That's how. That's how backward I am. And Are you it. saying Rabbi has to take the mazik? Seriously, the like no document. They just walking and <laughs> that's uh, that's what they'll say. I'm just switching it to modern terms. What what does it mean? In modern terms, that nobody's giving birth in, in there in, in, alone. <laughs> so maybe okay, this so is what I advise my daughters to do that. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Okay. Anyway, um, the and think about the college you save. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so that's the story. Anyway, so the next thing we saw of Papa Ravun Bredi Bishua, they were they were they did a, a mice in front of Rav Nachman and it, they measured it with sixty. Um, others' version was is Rav Papa Ravun Bredi Bishua. They evaluated um, a palm tree on the oh uh, as a portion of the earth, mm-hmm. and uh, the bottom line we said the psakalacha is that uh, they, they were correct. In doing that as a chilek of the land is when it's an Aramean palm tree, but the high-level Persian palms, which are prized trees, so then they're evaluated based on what they are. There, that's the idea, and that brought us to an interesting story of Eliezer's era. Anyway, Eliezer's era was walking around with black shoes, which was a sign of mourning. And um, and and he was walking in the marketplace in Narda, and the the house of the Rish Galusa were very very strict, and they didn't like anybody being too from. That's what they made rules against being too from, and they said, "What are you wearing these black shoes?" He says, "What do you mean? I'm mourning on Jerusalem." He says, "You're mourning on Jerusalem. You're so chashav that you can mourn on Jerusalem, you know, like." Look who thinks he's a nobody. I don't know if you know that joke, whatever, but anyway. You know that joke? Okay. I'm the you know the and joke. Who are you? Right. No, there's a story in, in now there's a story in the Shiva Navardak. The the most hush of a Talmudim, they would they would be studying Musar and they'd be saying, I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing, I'm a nobody, nothing, I'm such a zero, whatever. And then walks in a guy first day 
and he's like seeing what people do. So he also sits down and he says, I'm a nobody, nothing. And then they turn, one of the two guys in the front turn to him, he says, look at that guy who thinks he's a nothing. He thinks he's a nobody. What is, here three days who does he think he is to be a nobody? What? <laughs> who does he think he is that he can say he's a nobody? <laughs> you understand? That's a joke. Anyway. Right, I'm only, uh, 15 years of, of learning intensely to be able to say that. You can't just uh, walk in first day and expect to be able to say that. Anyway, there's a there's something deep about that joke, but I don't want to get too much into it. But the point being is that's what they're upset at is that he's saying he's mourning on Jerusalem. But you you're such an important person that you can mourn on Jerusalem, so they put him in jail. Of course, he's, uh, he's uh, so they put him in jail. So he says, so he feel, he had to say, look, I'm not I'm not just a slouch. I I'm actually a learned person. So he said, how are we going to know if you're learning? So he says, okay, we'll do a test. Either I ask you a question that you can't answer, or you ask me a question that I can't answer. If I can, if, you know, and then we'll know who's, who's more learned. So they said, okay, you ask a question. So he asked them a question, simple. He says, tell me, um, somebody cut down a, 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 a kufra, which is, uh, you know, so the like, uh, so he chopped, chopped off the, 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 the date, the the front the the, the dates the hanging cold, from the tree. The coal. What do you call it? The coal itself. The, the, the inner coal. No, no, no. The kufra is where the, when you have a, a thing of dates hanging off the palm tree. Oh, cut the, it, whole, the whole thing. The whole bunch. The bunch of dates. Right. That's what he cut off. <laughs> before they were ripened. So he says, what does he pay? So he says, you pay the, they pay the value of that. That's just very simple. So he says, what do you mean? But that's going to be good dates if it would have stayed on the tree. So he's suffering a bigger loss. So he says, okay, you pay the full dates. He says, but it wasn't that's full dates at the time. So they're like, uh, okay, uh, we don't know the answer. So what is the answer? So he says, the, the answer is, is that we evaluated Bishishim, which takes into account the future values, meaning as a part of the land, the yes. land with this on the tree and the land with this off the tree and the difference, which me, that, that's the brilliance of this, this number, Shishim, is that it looks at, it, it takes both into account the risk of what it will take to bring it to the, to the end, to the end, because when you're in the land, you know, like, and the value of it having that there. So in other words, what's the difference in the land with that tree, with this bunch on it, or without the bunch on it? That takes into account everything. Anyway, the point being is, they said, uh, well, how do I know you? Even though he sounded right, but they didn't know that it's true. How do we know you're right? He said, look, Shmuel's still around. His Besden's around. Go ask them. They asked Shmuel, and he says, this man knew what he's talking about. That is the Pesach He says, okay, you're allowed out of jail. Okay, that's it. Fine, sorry. Okay, they'll let him free. Amazing story. Okay, next we have um, the sheet of Reb Shimon. who says that when he finishes, when he eats finished product, even though it's growing on the ground, then you, there's no longer uh, valuation based on the land itself. And the reason is because even though the Pasuk says it'll be a Bisteaka, that's only um, that when it needs the field. But this is a product that's ready to be ripe picked. So then, um, so then you, you, you pay the full product. Rav Huna Barchias, the name of Rabbi that Rav Paskin like Rameir, uh, ruled like Rameir and Paskin like Rav Shimon. What's the Rameir ruling? That the price says that when a, there's an interesting case also, a woman has a ksuva, she's married to her husband, she has a ksuva, and there's a land that's leaned to that ksuva. And uh, when the, the husband wanted to sell that land, 
and uh, she has to sign off on it. So the first guy that he brought that he brought it to her, she did not sign off on it. The second guy, she did sign off on it. So her mayor says, "Look, if she wanted to just be kind, you know, just be nice to her husband, she would have signed off on the first one. The fact that she did not on the first and did on the second, she loses the land." Okay, that's she tells her mayor. And Rebuta says she can uh, say, I was just being kind, you know, I was just trying to be nice. And the fact that I wasn't nice before, it's like, what? Well, yeah, then I was upset at my husband. Now I'm not upset at my husband. It's that simple. Is it more like under duress? That, uh... Yeah, that's called under duress. That's the whole idea. When I'm trying, I don't really mean it. I feel like I have to because to be nice, you know. It's the same husband, right? Yeah. She got up in a good mood. She didn't get the bad mood. She did right. <laughs> she didn't get right. That's a fight with the husband. It can happen. It's not. Yeah. It's not unheard of. I'm just saying. It's not unheard of. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, and the sheet of Reb Shimon that he passed on Allah Reb Shimon is this sheet that once it's pairs kamorim, then we don't do it as a portion of the land. Whatever he eats, whatever the animal eats, that's what he pays. It took us okay. to the next Mishnah. Somebody makes a big pile of hay in his neighbor's yard uh, without permission, and the animal eats it. And uh, um, so, of course, he, it, it, the owner of the field doesn't have to pay because who asked you to put your pile of hay in my, in my yard? Of course my animal's going to eat it. Um, if the animal got damaged on it, it slipped on it, whatever, then you the owner the of the animal has too much? And she got sick. No, no, we didn't get the sick case. Okay. We didn't we, get the sick we case. We got the sick case. Huska, this is just Huska. Huska, simple okay. case. If Huska got damaged, so it's going to be high. But if he had permission, then the owner of the field is taking on responsibility. Now, first we thought that our mission is not going like Rebbe, because Rebbe said that the responsibility, he has to explicitly state that I'm taking on responsibility. And that's not being stated over here. And the answer is, is that, no, we're talking. This is why we have a separate mission here, because here Rebbe will agree this is talking about a very specific scenario where the guy was like everyone used to bring the hay to one property and that pro- and that owner of that property would take on the responsibility whatever he was paid a fee and, and therefore it. if he says bring it that automatically means bring it and I'll watch it so that's the idea it's like the nutter beidari meaning it's what being watched by the silo and that's the that's Shumar the process. Kenam? Um, I don't know if it's a Shomer Chinam or Shomer Sachar, but the point being is when he gives you permission to put it there, it means what it means, that it's full full responsibility. Okay, that took us to the next Mishnah. Somebody sends a fire in the hand of a Cherishat of a Katan. You're not Chayv in Dini Adam, but in Dini Shemayim, you're a bad man, and you're going to be taken to, taken to task for that. Anyway. Um, if you send it in the hand of a, a person of their mind, so then he's responsible. Now, what if uh, you have the you know it takes more than one person to build a fire? One guy brings fire, um, like a flame, and another guy brought wood. The last guy who brought the wood that made it catch to a big fire, that's the one who's chayv. One guy brought the wood, the other guy brought the fire, so the one who brought the fire is chayv because he's the last. Um, the one who who uh, if somebody else blew on the fire to get it to get bigger, so then the last guy is the responsible one. Um, if the wind blew it up to make it catch, that's everyone's potter. And that took us to the Gemara. Now, um, that took us to the Gemara. Rish Lakish said the name of Chizkiah, that this is only when you give a gacheles to the Cheshat of and they blew on it to come fire. But if you give him a torch, then you're going to be chayef. That's because 
your action, you gave him a big fire, so it's on you for handing it to somebody who's not of sound mind. And on that, Rebbe Yochanan argues, he says, no, even that's not enough, because it's still his action, it's his um, carrying of the of the uh, tongues with the fire um, that caused it to catch onto somewhere else. Um, unless you give him all the ingredients, meaning the wood and the small pieces and everything to extend, then it's, the then it's for sure your maisa. Other than that, not. And that is where we left off. That's the review of yesterday's.